broadcasting today from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, your power supply since 1936. WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 817 on this Monday morning, today, December the 26th. And our guest in studio with us this morning, Lisa Trail, the communications director for the Murfreesboro City Schools. How are you? Good, thank you. I know kids have been out for, what, a week or almost yeah. two weeks? A week. A, a week, week Just now. a bit over a week. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be returning to class very soon. They uh, do. <laughs> about another week from now. <laughs> January 4th, they're coming back. So, yes, this holiday hit us with Christmas on a Sunday and New Year's on a Sunday. A little, a little different, but it's really, uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed it. It's been cold. <laughs> it's been colder than I can remember. I, I, this yeah. past Friday, I don't remember it ever being negative 20 with the wind chill. I know. I was thinking about it when I woke up and I thought, oh man, probably would have been a snow day if we'd been in school just because of the weather was so, so brutal. So, you know, I, I don't think the HVAC units in Tennessee are, are used to negative 20 degrees. <laughs> I know my garage door wasn't, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, my car window even wouldn't even roll down because I guess it was frozen. Yeah. It was different. So I'm imagining in schools, if the heater was on full blast, they they could have had problems too. Well, I can tell you that even though we've been out of school and kids have been out of school, our maintenance team has not been out of school. So I'm glad you brought up the heaters. They have been working the whole time, making sure that the schools don't, you know, ice up and freeze up and all of those things because they're big units and big schools to keep heated. But yeah, it would have been difficult on anything during this weather. Definitely so. Again, Lisa Trail with us this morning from the Murfreesboro City Schools. And again, students return on January 4th, but teachers, they're returning a day earlier than that. That's right. They return to to get set up, to do some um, in-services, to just prepare for those students and be ready to start teaching on January 4th. Anything to expect this, uh, you know, coming, remaining of the school year, I guess, for 2022-2023, anything new going on? Lots of great teaching, I'll tell you that. Um, It will be uh, just back, they start really quickly back in you know we don't it's not that two or three days of oh let's get back acclimated and everything the uh, teachers will begin on january 4th ready to teach our kids need to be ready to learn um a lot of just now we we have learned all of this new stuff we're gonna keep on and then we'll start recapping so um just it's amazing when you walk into the schools how active those classrooms are it is not a teacher standing at the top of the room and talking to kids it's kids interacting whether they're interacting on uh, with technology on the boards or if it's just these small groups and breakout groups uh, it's quite fascinating to watch a teacher and their ability to have three or four groups going at once 
to the best of that student's um, learning ability. The last couple of months, a lot of school districts had problems with the cold, the flu, and, and some even with COVID going around. And here in Rutherford County, I know James Evans for the county schools told us their average percentage rate of students who were out sick was about the same didn't really change at all which is a good thing was that the same with the city schools or was there a spike in students being out those last couple of weeks for the flu or the cold not really i mean it was there was more students out because obviously it wasn't just going around in the schools it was going around our community so we did have teachers and students out with everything from flu to strep to rsv uh, covid so you know what you see in our community you're going to see in our schools as well but it wasn't anything that was um outrageous that i guess that's a it's not it was controllable it's what we typically see um, you know, we're back to that flu season uh, as we start the school year, and we need to make sure that uh, our our children are, you know, hydrated, for one thing, that they're washing their hands, that they're doing all those things that we do uh, to keep everybody else from getting our germs, you know, the learning how to cough into the arm or use a Kleenex and those kind of things. So I think it's just part of, of what we are. I mean, it's in the middle of the winter and we're all indoors and there's not uh, windows open. So you're going to, you're going to have a few more colds and flus, but nothing that hit any particular school more harshly than the others. Has 2022, 2023 so far been a pretty normal school year? Cause it seems like this is our first real year after the whole COVID pandemic. Yeah, it really has been a much more normal school year. Um, I have to tell you having our parents back in the buildings has been absolutely amazing. And that's the one thing we have seen if a school opens the door for either a reading night or a science night or maybe they're having a performance night we are packed and i think and even basketball when we were having basketball just so many people want to be back and seeing what their children are doing walking the halls of those schools it helps us so much uh, with our relationships with parents to be able to talk to them in person and show them hey this is what your child did today this is what they've been working on so it also helps the parents to know when a child's coming home saying talking about a project what that project actually entails and what the outcome is so having parents back in schools uh, through those nights uh, and it's just been incredible so proud to have that and for them to be a part of their child's school again again lisa trail with us with the murfreesboro city schools uh field trips that's something that i know a lot of kids <laughs> missed during covid yeah. is that back to normal field trips are back and i would have to say probably there's a new normal with those field trips because i think a lot of teachers found out that they could go a lot of places through technology that they couldn't go uh, just on the bus so we are doing those bus field trips for sure but some of the interactive field trips are just as amazing uh, pen pals from one classroom to a classroom across the country uh, just that they're talking and they're interacting and it's it just really our teachers got very creative for all of us i think in our in our country we had to get a little bit more creative on how we're going to interact and i think our kids are enjoying that experience because our, as an adult we had to get out of our box but yes the field trips are back we have had uh, children uh, compete in beta club and uh, 
come out winners. We've had children compete in the invention convention. They're doing cross country. Again, we had our basketball. Uh, So yes, it's just those type activities are back. We're still safe. We're still watching what happens and watching, you know, those uh, numbers of people who are sick and all that. But it is just nice to have that. As far as school growth goes, are we seeing a huge increase in new students or has that slowed down a little bit? Um, that has slowed down just a little bit, uh, still growing, but not at the speed we were growing you know, three or four years ago. Um, I think that our housing market kind of caught back up with itself uh, for a while. Uh, honestly, I think the fact that people couldn't get windows to build these houses <laughs> slowed us down a little bit. But we do see a lot of growth, especially on our west side. Uh, that's where everybody seems to be moving. So our growth is coming more that west side. Um, our Some of our um, kind of downtown, I call them downtown schools. Hobgood is uh, seeing some growth spurts. Some of the other schools are not. They're just kind of staying at at an average. Um, so it's really interesting. You can almost tell when a neighborhood gets built by the number of children that are coming in. And, you know, we kind of watch for that. We really work with the planning uh, folks at Murf- the city of Murfreesboro and to know what to expect and what's coming and how to prepare for that. Uh, we did rezoning last year just in preparation for what's coming. We've had to um, move a few classrooms around, but so far everyone has a seat, which is really nice. I know the city of Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee Electric recently approved a land swap mm-hmm. uh, and the property for the city of Murfreesboro, the mayor was talking about how he'd like to put a school on that. And right. I believe that's along Veterans Parkway. Yes. So if a, a new school is built there, a new city school is built there, that's going to be what the third or second school off or either on Veterans Parkway, I guess directly off of Veterans Parkway. Right, right. You would have Salem, uh, Overall Creek, and then if the new school gets built, it would be the same. But, you know, Veterans Parkway is so large. It is. <laughs> it's, it kind of, it's, uh, you just have to think about it and go, wow, okay, that is a long, long parkway and a lot of growth. Again, a lot of people are moving out in those new neighborhoods, uh, some going to Williamson County to work, some coming to Murfreesboro to work, some going to Davidson County. I think it's just one of those areas where um, you have that, first of all, just wonderful restaurants and shopping, and then you have that sense of community, and those schools do have that sense of community because they're sitting right in those neighborhoods. The Salem sits right in the neighborhood of who it's serving. Um, Actually, it's not unusual at all to drive by Salem or Overall Creek or any of the other schools on the weekends and see them uh, serving as parks, which is what we want them to do. We want them to go out you know, get on the slides and the swings and to enjoy their school, their neighborhood school. You know, the way a lot of cities are spread out across the country, they can't do that. I don't know that that old timey feeling of neighborhood schools Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we've seen in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. And I think that neighborhood atmosphere uh, with a school mixed into it is really a positive thing because first of all, it allows kids to ride their bike or walk to school, which kids enjoy too. Mm -hmm. It really does. We still, I think Case and Lane is still probably our number one bike riding school because it does sit right there in that neighborhood, scales as well. And I think uh, Salem has a lot of walkers uh, and bike riders too because they put that little um, sidewalk in. Uh, Overall Creek, 
wow, when that school was built, it was built in the middle of a field. Uh, I remember vividly Dr. Gilbert and I trying to figure out how to get to the land we were going to. You know, it's like down an axis. I would I would have called it an old farm road that had been overgrown. Um, and now there's an entire, not only did the King's Crossing neighborhood build up and add that uh, bridge to connect, but uh, you have all the apartments and homes right in front of it too. And I think that's a big draw for people. It's like, this is my school. This is my neighborhood. I'm, my kids are going to play with kids they know at school. Um, I'm going to have uh, friends and family that live nearby. So yeah, I think if we can continue to have that, even though that old neighborhood school that I grew up in was a K through eight with about 300 kids. And now it's a, you know, pre-K through six with about a thousand children. So it's, it's a they're large schools. The the number of kids in schools, all the schools here locally, is just, it's much different than 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 30 years sure. ago. It, it, it's quite different. And that can probably be intimidating for some parents, especially parents who grew up here. Uh, it may be, but I think that they make it such a... Um open environment and you get to know your class uh, whether it's you know uh, so in think instead of thinking as a, a thousand um, student school you're really talking about your 120 students in your class you know your first grade class so you start knowing them as that community and um, so our, our principals make it work and when it comes to, I guess, almost like Central Middle School, they used to be divided up into different mini schools. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of like that atmosphere. Yeah, it is. It is. I forgot about that. But yes, they used to divide up in that. That way you know your own community. So it's kind of that same way. You have your kindergarten and first graders really knowing each other and then your second and third graders. And so um, and then now they've really a lot of our schools, I think, um, I think five maybe six of our schools have gone back and if you talk to um having um i'm just i am just blanking for the term they use just just had christmas yesterday i did have christmas (laughs) yesterday but they're doing the small communities so that when you join a school you're in a community and so it would be divided up um, i'm gonna talk about discovery because i've got a remember to talk about discovery in a little bit when you walk into discovery as a first grader you have four different houses thank you that was it the word i'm looking for is houses it was christmas yesterday so you have four houses and as they come in you're either let's they they have different names but let's say greenhouse blue house yellow house red house so you may be a first grader in greenhouse and you're always going to be in the greenhouse so as other children uh, come in you have your first graders your sixth graders so not only do they have this first grade community or they also have this community as I'm the greenhouse. So everybody in my house is looking after me and we're gonna work together to be successful. And, and again, that, that has really worked well, not only in small schools like Discovery, but in our larger schools as well, because they get to know not only am I this in this grade, but I'm in this house. So it's a sense of belonging. Um, I reference it um, to a lot of people and this is a terrible example other than it's the best one that gets people's attention. It's kind of like the Harry Potter series where you went to Hogwarts and you were either a Gryffindor or you were uh, the other uh, communities. So once you're in that community, you have a natural bond with that community. And how how many kids do we have now within the city schools? Uh, We're about 9,400. There's 
I could tell you exact, but now I can't because <laughs> yesterday was Christmas. Right. But a little bit over 9,400 students. That, that's a lot. <laughs> and if we continue to grow, and really, when you combine that number with the county schools, that really puts us, I would say, neck and neck with Knox County, if not more than Knox County, when you combine yeah, ours. Yeah, we would be the third largest district. Pretty so wild. So it's really nice to not have that mass because large districts don't always do the best <laughs> it's nice to have a relationship and we have such a great relationship with rutherford county that we can call and say this is what we're doing and see how we can blend even like the school calendar uh, we really did focus the calendar to be um, like rutherford counties and we've done that for years but it really just I don't, I don't think people understand that how much we do work with Rutherford County to make sure that parents uh, know what's going on, um, that if our fifth graders are transitioning to sixth grade in the county schools, that they know what's, what to do. They know when tryouts are. They know all those kind of good stuff. But, um, and I will, I will segue to say our new school calendar for the 23-24 school year, that's hard to think about, the 23-24 school year is up on our website now. Uh, it was approved on first reading in December by our school board. It will be brought back to them in January for the uh, second and final reading. Uh, I don't see any major changes happening with the school board. They they seem to be very, very happy with it. So I think it's going to stay in draft form until they vote on it. But if you're looking to plan, when's the first day of school next year? When's fall break? When's spring break? When's Christmas break or uh, winter break? Uh, you can um, go ahead and look for that now. It sounds good and i can't imagine a whole lot changing with the school calendar from year to year i mean are there ever any really big changes there are uh holidays fall differently um sometimes you get uh like we if it's a presidential year we you have those election days that we have to build in um, you'd be surprised just the nuances of two or three days that will change but people really always want to know when is fall break and spring break yeah. and it pretty much stays very similar it's usually that first week of october and that kind of thing but but when your first week starts on a monday you know there's just different little nuances it's it is hard to plan sometimes now i can remember in years past where they would uh, maybe start summer break earlier than what it you know used to be or maybe now mm -hmm. it's it's not as long i don't even know it is summer break longer than what it was a number of years back or is it about the same um I would say it's a little bit shorter than when you and I were in school, but you have to think about the fact that school was built around an agriculture type society. So we needed those long, long summers so we could work in the, on the farms and I'm older than you. So by several years, sorry. <laughs> so I really do, re you know, I grew up on a farm too. So we did use those times to work on the farm, uh, especially if you were, uh, one of the guys and you know teenagers so that was kind of the way it was built so you have seen but it hasn't shortened that much in the last 10 to 15 years uh, what you do see is that we're taking a definite long fall break um, and we have a spring break and then this year we built in a full week at Thanksgiving uh, which the teachers and parents just really loved. In fact, that was something new for us that Rutherford County is now uh, mirroring this year. So both of us will be off that week of Thanksgiving break. We just had so um, many absences during that time. 
uh, people were ready to go see family. There was just all kinds of things. So that's kind of, if you looked at our calendar four years ago, it does look drastically different than this year just because of that Thanksgiving break. You know, I, and I can see because Murfreesboro has grown so much, you've got so many people who are not from here. And, and I don't think a lot of people think a lot about this until it comes to school planning. And, and that is, you've got so many people who are not from here. That means they're traveling for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. going back home right. to family, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I guess looking back, I, I never even thought about it, you know? Yeah. yeah, trying to get home and we only, so the, the easiest thing to do sometimes is pull your child out of school, which is what we don't want you to do. So um, it was, it actually just makes sense. Um, you don't get a great deal done on those two days, but um, we can, and that's where you can move some a few things around so anyway so next year's looks very similar to this year's but we are glad to have that behind us it's a it's a lot of a lot of manipulating of a calendar so. and again lisa trail with us communications director for the city of murfreesboro school system and uh, we're going to take a short break but when we come back i believe we have some more information on discovery school and special signups coming up so we'll learn more about that in just a minute time right now 8 37 you're tuned to wgns so stay with us Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Brandon. I am the drum instructor at Music World Drummer's Den. What Dave and I try to do, because we're drummers, is hands-on experience. We let you come back in the drum room so you can try drums out before you buy them, because online you can't do that. Taking private lessons, we jumpstart you a lot quicker than you can on YouTube. A lot of people try to watch YouTube and take lessons. We're hands-on. Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. We're talking with Betty Atterbury. What do you like most about Adams Place? When I first came here, I did not know anyone in here. But it wasn't too long till we have poured a table, and we are very good friends now. I really like my table mates at Adams Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. You hear the phrase a lot this time of year, happy holidays. But holidays are not always happy, particularly for guys grappling with a divorce that they didn't choose. These men need more than the help of a good lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Here's to Prilosec OTC. Without Prilosec, I wouldn't be able to enjoy all this yummy holiday food. Speaking of, whoever made that apple pie, delicious. I just take one pill each morning and zero heartburn all day. So cheers to Prilosec OTC. Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers? Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid that can cause heartburn, so you can enjoy the holidays. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. 
For this afternoon, we'll expect to see a chance for light snow, otherwise expecting cloudy skies with highs near 34, and then cloudy tonight with lows near 21. I'm meteorologist Nick Carlisle on News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 21. Here's a question. What do you want from your electric co-op? I want expert advice on going 100% solar. I want to go green without breaking the bank. I want to meet my sustainability goals. I want solar to be simple. Done, 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 done. I want to save the planet. Little hero, let's start with one of MTE's solar programs first. Energy service life. That's Middle Tennessee Electric. We're here to get done what matters most to you. Learn more at mte.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, supplying the good neighbor station with power near the historic downtown square. Middle Tennessee Electric, your power supply since 1936. On the air with us and in studio this morning, Lisa Trell, Communications Director for the Murfreesboro City Schools. And before that last break, we mentioned the Discovery School and applications for new students. So those who are interested in making sure that their child has a chance to go to the Discovery School, I guess the next school year, Mm -hmm. they need to turn their applications in. and, And what all do they need to do and by when? So applications for discovery, whether you're going into kindergarten or want any of the other um, grade levels, are all due the same time, January 6th. So applications are online this year, and you can go to the City Schools website or you can go to the Discovery School website and find those applications. I always encourage people to go online and just look at the application before they're ready to complete it. That way they know what they need to have and ready for them. Um, So for a child to enter kindergarten, they do have to be five before August 15th. And um, again, it's not just those kindergarten positions, but there's if there's movement, you know, people move out of our schools uh, for work or wherever, there may be opportunities in that first through sixth grade as well. Those are not as large, but if, again, if you feel like your child is uh, ready or would do well at Discovery School, you might as well apply. There may be some openings there. Uh, My child, for instance, started Discovery in third grade, Um, but some children start in kindergarten and they go all the way through so I think you just have to know what your child is doing and how school is going for you Um, I I have to say you know discovery is for those um, high achieving gifted children Um, we also offer high achieving and gifted children services in every school so if you are in a school and you think ah my child i just feel like they are on that spectrum of gifted and you want to talk to talk to your teacher about that talk to um your um, assistant principal about it and see if that's something that you want to have your child tested for that's totally up to you whether you want to have that or not Um, some people do some people don't and totally up to them but uh, discovery school applications are due on january 6th Um, people ask about it and it's just a little bit faster pace so um, if you've got a four-year-old now who's turning five by august 15th let me just continue to say that uh, that maybe their like their ability to learn has been so quick Uh, maybe their word knowledge is stronger than what you think is like oh okay this is maybe a little bit advanced um 
if they're using co complex sentences or just uh, unusually large words or vocabulary, um, they learn things quickly, those are kind of the signs of someone who's going to be an advanced learner in school. So, um, or if they're always asking why, which is what every four-year-old does, but just that strong curiosity, um, like won't just take a simple answer for the answer. Um, those are the kind of things when, when I talk to parents them, that I talk to them about, like what is your child doing? You know, what are they ready for this? Because schools like Discovery aren't for everyone, um, but it's such an incredible opportunity for students who really do need that just fast-paced and ready-to-go type work. You know, for a lot of kids, it's hard to get them to sit down and listen and yes. to understand <laughs> as well. And that's probably too true for the majority of children out there. Mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like there are a lot of kids in our area who are more advanced and they still have a lot of the same issues of yes, slowing absolutely. down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it gives people uh, choices, and that's a really nice thing to have. So uh, Discovery School is a choice. We also have other choice schools. They don't have that deadline of January 6th, but we'll have choice schools as we open up for uh, registration again next year. And then, again, the schools start back after this winter break, January 4th, for mm -hmm. school students, teachers back January 3rd. If anybody has any questions for maybe the school where their child attends mm -hmm. for this upcoming remainder of the school year, what do they need to do? Reach out to the individual school first? Uh, it depends on the question for sure. So our teachers come back on Tuesday. That's a great time to go ahead and reach out to the schools. Uh, schools are closed right now, except for ESP. And parents do email teachers a lot. They dojo. We have a dojo program, which is kind of a interactive um, teacher to parent program uh, so they have lots of ways to reach out but I do want to say please respect these teachers time right now they are off they need to be off they need to unwind and um, you know get more fill themselves with energy so next week we'll be back to to regular hours and you can always call central office we're open but probably wait until if you've got a school-based issue that you really need to talk to someone next week is the best week to talk now as we this. wrap up this morning's show as the city school as the school year comes to a close for mm -hmm. 2022 um, are there any plans in place for summer school programs or anything oh, like that absolutely we already have our summer school schedule ready to go um, i don't have that in front of me but we will be sending that that out to parents uh in january february so they can plan around it it will be in june this year uh the entire month of june and it is i believe it's going to be like a 7 30 to one or two o'clock time frame so it's that almost a little bit more than a half day time frame so that kids also have that opportunity to have fun and go do whatever they need to do in the afternoons so summer school is definitely on the horizon uh, and that would be that academic summer school ESP is already planning their all of their summer school programs as well and their camps and all so there's there's just so much activity already we're always looking way out in the future we'll be sharing all of that information with parents in the next probably January as we go back to school um, and again it's it's always something going on in the schools we we will have our children back doing the invention convention again and science olympiad again we have in March we have our steam night that's a district uh, steam night we have our music festival it's going to be the first time we have it since March of 2020 um, we actually had our music festival 
the week prior to every all the school shutting down it was the last thing we did as far as uh, really as a district and as um, it was a big 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 event so we're back um, again that's going to be in March and it's going to be at World Outreach Church we are so excited about it bringing all of our schools together in their choir performances um, so it will be a full house, I'm sure. Again, Lisa Trail has been our guest this morning with the Murfreesboro City Schools. And once more, students return on January the 4th. And this is, again, the City Schools. If anybody has any questions, I guess the best place to turn right off the bat would be the Murfreesboro Schools website, which is what, cityschools.net? Mm-hmm. Or they can call the office. Uh, we do have folks working this week. So you can call our central office or go to the website. But most every thing is on the website the calendar is on the website the applications for discoveries on the website information about upcoming events is on the website so that's an easy place to go coming up in just a little while reeve sane drugstore opening back up so we'll hear more from them and uh, bart walker talks to them in just a few minutes and we've got news coming up next and then that interview with bart walker and reeve sane right after the news again the time 8 49 two powerful fm signals one am signal and worldwide on wgnsradio.com you can listen to us anywhere we are wgns murfreesboro If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. CBS News Brief. Millions of Americans are trying to exhale a bit after a weekend of snowy, cold weather. Thousands of travelers are still trying to figure out what's next for them. CBS's Jared Hill. Travel nightmares also continued throughout the weekend at the nation's airports. I got a text saying that I was rebooked. When I tried to change it, it said that I needed to call the maintenance line or whatever, and they actually didn't answer. More than 9,000 flights were canceled or delayed in the U.S. on Christmas Day, according to FlightAware. For Thousands of people near Tacoma, Washington. I woke up and the power was out. Police say it was a deliberate act by whoever broke into three power substations. In Afghanistan, the Taliban has banned women from working for non-governmental aid groups like Save the Children. Chief Operating Officer David Wright says that's why the group will stop operating there. Essentially, if we were to keep working, we'd have to turn up with half our workforce missing. CBS News Brief. I'm Peter King. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. WGNS's Bart Walker had a chance to sit down and talk with Rick Sane about the soda shop and Reeve Sane Drugstore right here in Murfreesboro. We're here at Reeves Sane Drugstore. That's right, Reeves Sane Drugstore, talking with Rick Sane, and the place is looking tremendous. Bart, we're so excited. It's been a long time coming and, and a lot of work to get it back, but the, the building needed a, a redo, so we've remodeled inside and out, and we're just so excited that we're getting closer and closer. Early 2023, we'll be able to open this thing up and invite people in and, and get back to the way we used to be. Well, we have three big questions that people have been asking. First of all, 
the milkshakes. Can we still get milkshakes? I couldn't open this place if the milkshakes weren't coming back. So, yes, the milkshakes will be back. (laughs) Okay, the other question, compounding. Everybody has been so dependent on your compounding in the past. Will it be available? Yes, we're so excited to bring the compound lab back. It's been in place for a long time, and that's something that's been kind of a tried and true for us in the pharmacy world where we mix and make stuff that's not commercially available, and and that's something that we're excited to, to bring back. And that has so many unique services that are blended with compounding. It is. It can be something that's uh, for a child that's needing a heart medication that, that needs to be put in a formula for them coming out of Vanderbilt or one of the big hospitals that, that needs a, a certain kind of heart medicine or, or that a doctor prescribes. Or it can be something as simple as uh, a diaper rash cream. But we do a lot for veterinarians, too, for, for dogs and cats and exotic animals and so forth. So it's uh, it's something that's that really needed, and we, we're glad to bring it back. In addition to compounding, of course, everybody enjoyed the great service of your pharmaceutical department. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, I'm excited that we can bring that good old-fashioned customer service back and and bring that hometown feel back to our pharmacy and and uh, hopefully uh, get a lot of customers back that, uh, uh, that that love that service. And we are right now inside Reeves Sane Drugstore. And it's getting a facelift that you would not believe. It's beautiful. I get asked a lot, you know, like you said a minute ago, are we bringing back the milkshakes? And yes, and we'll have our old salad spreads for sandwiches, the pimento cheese, the chicken salad, the egg salad, the tuna fish. And those are all coming back. And we're so excited that Laura Gossett from the Tasty Table is going to come in and and take that to the next level for us and all. And so she's excited, and we're excited to have her coming in, and we're going to have the gift shop back in and a large selection of over-the-counter items and so forth. So it's it's going to be back just with a fresh look. And, Rick, speaking of a fresh look, the tile on the soda fountain, the tile on the walls, it is beautiful. It wasn't that way before, was it? It wasn't that way before. I didn't so. think I like it. <laughs> we fancied it up. Thank you for saying that. So it's uh, it's going to have more seating, and it's got a newer, fresh look with, a, like you said, a nice counter and with all the same customer service and food and, and coffee club. We can't wait to get the coffee club going again for in the mornings and so forth. So all of it will be back. So now the people who are getting their medications here, they also buy gifts here. Will that be available? It will. They can browse the gift section while they're waiting on a prescription. They can have a cup of coffee. They can have a milkshake. They can take care of their post office needs. The post office may take some time. We're still working through some of the kinks with the postal service and all, but uh, they're excited to have us coming back. So we're anticipating uh, that to come a little bit later after opening, but we're getting there slowly but surely. Oh, that is so exciting. And for people who are new to the area, and we've been getting a huge amount of new people, you're in for a real treat. This is a true family business, and you know how we're encouraging people to always shop local. This is local. Murfreesboro has gotten to be a big town, but it's still a small town in a lot of ways, and, and people want to shop local. One thing that we're going to do is get our delivery service back. A lot of people really appreciated that back in the day that couldn't get out and couldn't get fight this traffic when they're sick and whatnot, so we can deliver it to them on a daily basis as well. So you're planning on sometime mid-January? We are mid-January, I think. we. You can see we, we're getting close. we still got a ways to go on getting some things finalized here, but uh, hopefully in, in mid-January we'll be up and ready to go, and we'll make a big announcement when we do. 
Rick, before we leave, the soda fountain that's all around us is much larger and has a beautiful new look. We've got some new tables and new booths, and, and they're going to have a place for folks to plug in their laptops if they want to sit and have a cup of coffee and or have a shake and and be able to, to enjoy the, the Wi-Fi while they're here. And it's something we didn't always have in the past. So, like I said, more seating and more room to enjoy a nice lunch each day. Now, one thing I have noticed in calling your number, you have the automated service where you can get a prescription filled already. We're working through getting the phone system set up, going back with the same phone number and getting our website set up now. So all that's in the works. But, yeah, that's uh, something we're excited about, too, is uh, Taylor Black at Black's Apothecary is going to be moving back in with us. And Taylor will be running the the prescription side of it and then they got another great pharmacist mark moore who's going to be focusing on the compounding as you mentioned earlier and so we're excited about that so it's it's going to be hopefully uh thriving here real soon a lot of old friends coming together we couldn't be more excited and everywhere i go in this town someone's bringing up us coming back because they've seen it on the marquee they've heard it on the radio with you before and they've seen it a little piece in the paper about it and and uh, it's just real exciting, real humbling to know that people want it back. And the first thing I hear is the milkshake, and yes, they're coming back. The second thing I hear uh, is the post office, yes. And then I hear, the, are the gifts coming back? Yes. And then the prescription business. They want the prescription business and the customer service. So I think we've hit it all there, hopefully. Look forward to all of that. Mid-January, stay with us. You'll be hearing about it first. Right here on WGNS, we've been talking with Rick Sane. Rick, thank you, and I know it's going to be a happy new year. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for looking at our progress, and uh, we'll be making a big, big announcement with you real soon. For this afternoon, we'll expect to see a chance for light snow, otherwise expecting cloudy skies with highs near 34, and then cloudy tonight with lows near 21. I'm meteorologist Nick Carlisle on News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 21. Good morning. Visibility is starting to go down out here as that weather moves through our area here in Middle Tennessee. Give yourself a little bit of extra travel time. They're trying to clean up a stalled vehicle up against the wall over here near the airport on 40 Eastbound at Briley Parkway. Again, some of these roads and uh, interstates out here are becoming a little bit of a challenge. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock.